Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome back, VP listeners. It's Tuesday, June 14. I'm Kim Hauer again, and I'm with Kennedy Hauer again. Um, thank you all for listening or joining in again. Um, on Tuesdays, we like to share Testimony Tuesday or a God story, um, really anything that God's teaching or showing you. So Kennedy, um, how about you jump right into that and let us know what it is that's uh, your testimony or how's God showing up in your life? Yeah, so I've been a part of the church for my whole life, basically. So Jesus has really been a big part of my life growing up and now. And I would say a way that he's teaching me right now is he's teaching me to be patient with him and to trust in him and trust that he is always in control. And he has a plan for my life, which might be different than what my plan is, but he will definitely let me know if he has a different plan. And I would say he's also growing me and showing me that there's more than one way to um, show that God is in you and God is with you by um, I'm going on the mission trip and we are going to be doing a lot of discipling. And I would say discipling isn't my first pick in showing what God can do in your life, but he is growing me in that way and showing me that I just have to trust in him. Yeah, I know we had lots of um, discussions early on um, because you're going with a high school mission trip, which is going to Minneapolis and um, mostly evangelizing and, you know, some serving of food to uh, different groups, I'm sure. But um, you're a worker, so you are way more comfortable working and serving um, just kind of behind the scenes. I'm a lot the same way. So I understand um, where you're coming from because that was a lot of who I was, you know, growing up and at your age. Um, I think it's cool that you see the challenge um, that God has for you. And I think it shows a lot of growth um, and maturity to not necessarily excitedly step into it, but willingly do it. Um, I think a lot of times that our fears and our um, insecurities kind of block us from being obedient. And I think it's cool that you um, have come to a place where like you're maybe a little bit more excited to do something that just is out of your comfort zone. Uh, and so I'm excited to hear from all of you really, but, um, but you especially when you come back from that trip and um, the amazing ways that I know God's going to show up and grow you in that as well. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, we're going to jump into the scripture for the day. Uh, it's Psalm 42 and 43. It's another one that's kind of long because we got two. Um, I'm going to start off by saying that I think that 42 and 43 are grouped here because it really seems as though it's just one. I'm not sure why the separation but there's a lot of similarities in the two that make it seem as though it's a psalm or a song that should have been kept together versus, you know, 
having a verse one and then chorus and then verse two in the chorus kind of thing. Um, I think it is really probably meant to be all one part of scripture, but we have it broken up into 42 and 43. So I am going to read that and then we'll discuss it. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep, in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked you are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. All right. So as you read that and prepared, what stood out to you in um, one or both of these psalms? Um, I would say, so the very end... And throughout most of it, it says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Um, and in Psalm 42, it says that he was very discouraged, but he still remembered him, the Lord, which I find crazy. Like, even though he was deeply discouraged, he still continued to believe in and trust in the Lord. Like, he was discouraged and he was sad and probably didn't know much of where the Lord was in his life right now, but he still believed in him and he still trusted in him and he still knew that he was the Lord and he had it all taken care of. Yeah, I think that um, 
that whole, I think in both 42 and 43, you know, it seems to be this like kind of inner struggle, right? Between knowing the truth about God and his faithfulness, being able to look back at past faithfulness to know that he'll be faithful again, like knowing that deep in your soul, but also realizing the reality of your circumstances is extremely difficult right now. Um, I think one of the versions I read it in, you know, it, it even used the word depressed, you know, um, like I think it's hard to imagine how deeply sorrowful the writer was at in this time, you know, and how bad it seemed, you know, um, but you're right. He was able to still take a, t- a step back and say, but I can still remember your faithfulness. And I know that you're God. I know that you're my rock. Um, and yeah, I think that in verse eight of 42, um, it was a, what I caught was the declaration, um, where he says, but each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. And through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. I think just recognizing that, you know, God's in control. His love is unfailing for me. Um, It mentions day and night. So pretty much 24 seven. There's not a moment where God is not loving us. Um, singing songs over us and through us. Um, And I think sometimes just acknowledging the simple fact that God is the giver of life, our lives, you know, like he gives us life. Um, So the very fact that we are breathing means that God loves us so much that he wants us here for another day uh, versus in eternity with him. Um, So, yeah, I think it's cool that you caught how there seems to be that like contradictory situation where you feel discouraged and hopeless and yet the ability to focus on who God is and how faithful he is um, and that we will always be able to trust him even in those hard times. Was there anything else that stood out to you? Well, I would say to go along with what we were just talking about all throughout the Psalms 42 and 43, he, the writer, lives a life that a good majority of us do. At some point in our lives, we all think, we all wonder why sometimes we feel like God's not there, like he's not watching over us, why we're put through certain things we're put through. But, I mean, he still remains faithful. He realizes that he might not be there right this moment, or you might not feel like he's right there, but he's always there, and he's always going to be there for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, um, I think pretty much everybody can relate to that type of um, feeling where you just feel like, you know, and it's almost always in hard times, right, where we feel like God's not there. I think in good times, we tend to forget that they're good times because God's there. Um, But I think you're right that a lot of times when it's really when we're going through hard stuff, um, we can lose sight of the fact that God's still there, even in that hard stuff. Um, and this, I, you know, so I think it's really easy to relate to the writer of the Psalm. 
Um, I think there's maybe a question as to whether or not it's David. David wrote a lot of the Psalms. Um, I think almost all of them in the first part of Psalms, like 1 through 41, I guess it is. Um, but in 42 through 72, which is where we're picking up the Psalms, um, this second part seems to be maybe a little bit more questionable as to how many of them David wrote versus somebody else possibly. Um, but either which way, it's clear that the writer is deeply discouraged, depressed, um, fearful maybe, anxious, worried, all of those negative emotions, um, and yet is still able to declare truth. Um, I think that's one of the things that for me, I go, a lot of times I go back and forth, like between proclaiming the truth and having to remind myself of what God's promises are and what his truth is and proclaiming that even though I don't feel it. Um, I don't know. You maybe have heard me say this. Maybe other people have too, but sometimes I, I have felt in life that it, not that being fake is ever a good thing, but I think sometimes the fake it till you make it statement can apply in this situation where we Sometimes we have to just constantly remind ourselves of God's promises and faithfulness, even though we don't necessarily feel it, just declaring them to be true, even though we may not necessarily believe that they're true right now. Um, I think it's important to, even though it may not feel right or true right now, we know that God's word is always true and that we can declare his promises regardless of our circumstances. Um, so in that regard, I think the fake it till you make it sometimes gets us to shift our focus to what the truth is um, and just saying it out loud um, to me it can be helpful, like just singing it or saying it and reminding myself what is true. Um, and it is, God's always there regardless of whether it's a good or bad time. So um, sometimes we just have to shift our focus to God instead of our circumstances. Um, and I feel like that the writer does that so well in this, you know, acknowledging the reality of the circumstances, but also the reality of God and his love and care, and that never changes. Um, and he will always be faithful. So um, I'm going to ask you another off the wall question here. Do you have, did you have anything as you read this that you could say, um, this would be my step to take next. Like this is my action step or something to encourage our listeners with um, as we end this. Like, is there anything that you say? I think after reading this, it would be good to challenge ourselves in this way. Well, I know for sure a challenge for me would be even in rough times, just know that he's still there and to trust that this was his doing and it was intentional and while it might be hard to believe it sometimes that that was his plan that is what has to happen in in hard circumstances it is hard for me for sure but I think an action step for me is just believing that he is there for you and in good and bad and that he'll always be there for you during those times yeah sometimes those hard times are the places where we grow the most you know um, so I think God does use those, whether he allows them to happen or whether he actually causes them to happen. Um, 
it's really only for God to know which one it is, but to acknowledge that he is in control of all of it. So regardless of whether he allows something bad to happen or whether he actually causes something bad to happen to get our attention, either which way, you know, he is in control. So you're right, like being able to focus on God's got this. Um, he's in control. Um, I just have as the blessing to wrap up this today um, in Psalm 42, verse 11b, in Psalm 43, verses, or just verse 5b, um, it's just the last part of those. And that's where I said that it seems like these are connected because they repeat each other. Um, but not focusing on why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? That's the first part of those verses. But focus today on the blessing of um, the last part of that, which is I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my savior and my God. Those are things that we can declare regardless of circumstances. Um, and I think when we declare those things, it opens up opportunities for those circumstances to change or change us. Um, and so I pray that today that would be your focus um, and that you'll just declare out loud, I will put my hope in God, regardless of what I'm going through today. So I pray that you have a blessed day, that your focus is on God and that um, yeah, you will just enjoy being in his presence today. Have a great Tuesday. We will be back tomorrow. See ya. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.